ओम श्री साई राम प्रशांत संदेश साई पर्ल्स ऑफ विजडम वेलकम्स यू स्वामी वॉज लाइक एनी अदर ऑर्डनरी बॉय वेरी ह्यूमरस एंड प्लेफुल एवरी वन इन द मैरिज पार्टी इंस्टेंटली लाइक डिम स्वामी डेमोन्स्ट्रेटेड ए शेडो प्ले ऑफ एनिमल्स एंड बर्ड्स ऑन द वाइट वॉल विथ इज हैंड्स पीपल स्पेशली चिल्ड्रन एंजॉयड इट वेरी मच Tulsema an elderly lady was 80 years old at the time of the narrator who narrated this episode when swami came to the marriage function on the first day he sat in the marriage hall many people did not know in the beginning who this boy was nor did anyone bother much about him suddenly her grandmother rushed towards him and caught hold of his small feet it was intriguing to many an 80 year old lady catching this boy's feet my grandmother i mean the one who narrated this episode her grandmother 8 years old about whom i have been mentioning she was crying swami took her head in both his hands and gently stroked it all over from then on her grandmother never had to suffer any more pain in fact she was suffering from this excruciating pain before after the touch of swami that pain vanished completely whenever he visited weddings people used to forget about the wedding and throng around him baba's bangalore visits had created quite a sensation the good word spread and many more devotees from bangalore started visiting puttaparthi among others who came to baba in 1944 were raval sashgirao cmh ranjot singh ankamma captain tangavelu modaliyar and eh tirumal rao it was about this time that the first book on sai baba was published this book in telugu was entitled sai shin charitra the other was kondappa who happened to be the school teacher of bhagavan subhanacharya also had taught in the eighth standard in the board elementary school in okapatnam a little later he heard sai baba's devotion to shridhi sai of his complete transformation from a simple unostentatious student into an altogether different miracle worker he grew very eager to meet him the superficial observers Baba might have seemed to be a mad boy but Subhanacharya's first impression of the lad was that he was a great devotee like Prahlada however as days passed on and Subhanacharya's visits to Puttaparthi became more frequent he gradually became convinced that Sai Baba was not an ordinary human being but a boy endowed with supernatural powers one day we see Kondappa and subhanacharya both happened to be his teachers came to puttaparthi to satisfy their long time desire to know about the early life of shirdi sai baba because the available books threw no light on this unknown period they were wonderstruck when sai baba revealed that he was shirdi sai baba himself he also asked them to stay there for the night when he would narrate his life story granting them their hearts wish even before asking during that 
momentous night they heard the story of shirdi sai baba from such a sai baba who gave them in addition the darshan of his previous incarnation in flesh and blood see that at bukapatnam t vishwanathrao of anantapur was destined to see baba earlier in the summer of 1944 rao would recall later how as a young boy he had his first darshan of baba he would describe baba as a young lad of light brown complexion in his late teens short of stature lean with well groomed but slightly curly hair he wore a cotton gray colored kurta reaching down to the middle of the thighs and a cotton dhoti he had wooden sandals and was at the head of a small group of five or six children and elders rao's sister kalavatamma sat down on the floor stretching her legs and thought to herself that baba looked like a madman with a strange hairstyle baba approached her and asked am i mad tell me am i mad surprised and flustered by baba's sudden question she hurriedly said no no i never said that but as she was replying she realized that baba was merely reflecting her thoughts he certainly could read her mind to say the least rao had lost his baggage on his way to mukapatnam but sure enough as baba predicted he received his lost baggage by the same evening in an interview with the family baba blessed them with vibhuti prasadam and directed them in their search for a suitable match for rao's sister kalavatamma he also promised to visit their house in anantapur which he did baba arrived at tichidambaraya rao's father residence at anantapur from kadiri at about noon time on the sacred jeshta purnima day that is on monday the 5th may 1944 this was during the second world war to save fuel vehicle motors had been converted into coal fired steam engines baba was given the privilege of sitting next to the driver the bus stopped right in front of chidambaraya's house baba wore a kurta a dhoti and wooden sandals after lunch and a brief rest he called the family for an interview he appeared to know every nook and corner of the house the family offered worship to him during his brief stay of 3 days he even exorcised chidambaraya's daughter kalavatamma and daughter-in-law narasimha both of whom were believed to have been under the influence of evil spirits that's how rao narrates this the process was very elaborate ritualistic in those days both my sister and sister-in-law were called in it appears he pulled out a small hair and he wound it around a silver wire rod the length of the hair was astonishingly long a few meters having been pulled out from the vortex of the head neither of them had any pain it was later sealed in a locket of silver as a talisman and each of them was asked to wear it around the neck the lockets given to them remained throughout their lives 
that night the whole family slept very soundly and could get up only in the late hours of the morning but baba got up early cleaned the premises had his bath and kept hot water ready for their bath he also placed coconut and other things at the doorway of the main entrance and performed puja he said that he had driven away the evil spirits and they could live free from fear from then on baba's relationship with the family was very informal the family would sit around him and attend to things like arranging a seat cushion or driving away flies or mosquitoes in the middle of his talk he would often abruptly go into very deep sleep and those around would prevent others from disturbing him there were huge crowds of people eager to see baba so much so that one day during dinner chidambaraya's wife subamma closed the door of the house to keep visitors out baba insisted that doors be opened the lady protested saying that she had prepared food for only 50 people whereas the crowds outside consisted of more than 200 people baba went to the kitchen removed the lids covering the dishes sprinkled water on them and asked her to serve the food to all devotees to everybody's surprise a large surplus of food remained even after all the devotees had their fill 3 months later in august and september baba decided to tour the guti taluk he started from a small village called illur situated 5 kilometers from kallur railway station on the guntakal bangalore line on the south bank of the river penar this to give you an idea of guti taluk huge crowds began to stream into the house of the local village officer karnam adinarayan rao with whom baba was staying pamidi was a town located on the northern bank of the river consisting of businessmen and known as a commercial center though baba camped in illur for 15 days he did not visit pamidi baba himself used to lead the bhajans most of the time Rao was staying at his uncle's house at Pamdi and was trekking to Illur for darshan. On one such occasion, he sang two devotional songs from the classic movie Bhakta Potana, which was very popular then. From then on, Baba began to call Rao Patal Abai, a singer boy. That's how Swami has been of immense help to local villagers, leading them towards the spiritual path. Not only that, Swami helped everybody, giving them a relief from the influence of evil spirits. Those days, people suffered heavily because of these evil spirits. Swami was of great help. He was a reliever. He cured all of them permanently, once and for all. These are all the episodes where we find Swami extending His help to all people. who sought his refuge. That's the old narration of his contribution to the local people. Baba suddenly left for Anantapur all alone one day, followed close on his heels by members of Karnam's family, protesting vehemently against his unannounced decision to go back. Baba was unmoved and went on. 
at Anantapur, however, he agreed to stay with one of the Karnam's relatives. To allay the fear of the Karnam's family that his sudden departure spelled some calamity, Baba returned to Ellore before coming back to Anantapur, where he again stayed for a few days. Well, we'll continue this in the next session. Thank you for your time.